Hi, everybody. It's episode 458 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It is Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, it's another day. We made it. it we made it. We yeah. made it to another Wednesday. And that was the most yeah. out of sync sinking clap we've ever done. Yeah, I blame Richie. <laughs> I went a little early. You went like immediately. I was like, oh fuck, okay, we're going. <laughs> yeah, you were. I, mean, I I usually like give it like a brief pause after I say three before I clap. Um, and you guys are usually like right around the same timing. But yeah, that one was that was aggressively bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to be able to sync us for Minager's Hey alone, because we do it literally the exact same time every time. Well, I mean, even even if the claps aren't perfectly aligned, um, because we don't say anything until, like, a few seconds after, just lining those up generally susses anything weird out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it doesn't actually matter that, like, we time those up, like, that's a literally the reason we're doing that is because things aren't going exactly lined up when we all start our recording but normally we are relatively close and that one you were like three two one and Richie was just like clap immediately i was like whoa he, he's yeah. eager Look, to I, get I, done i got i i'm 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 I've, I've got a lot going on in my head and i just got i just i gotta do i'm like let's go i gotta do oh good so you're gonna be fidgety all all night aren't you i mean i'm always fidgety but I'm 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 still a little frustrated from yesterday and whatnot. So your general your just... your general demeanor for the last several months has just been frustrated. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. Oh yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I totally get that. Like I understand why, but I'm just letting you know your, your default is just frustrated at this point. I mean, I don't have a zero anymore. Like it's just go. Like like I can't I can't get a break. Like literally like. You, last two weeks, I haven't really been able to do anything new or exciting to talk about because every day is filled with something that I have to that that like I have to do or I have to get done and or there's cleaning or there's this or there's that. I caved and am paying somebody to mow my lawn because I'm just like I can't. I mean, right now. that is a valid thing to do. Mowing your lawn sucks, and like you were saying the other week, I, like you tend to let it go a little while longer, so then it ends up being like a full day affair. Yeah, it ends up being like like I if I did it every two weeks on time, it I'd be able to get it done within say like two and a half hours. But like I mean, I still can get it done within two and a half hours, but it might actually go to like three and a half to four hours because of how I let it go. And if I didn't, if I'm not paying somebody to do it, then like for instance, I'd have to do it this weekend. But luckily, it's a three day weekend this weekend. I'd be able to do it on say Monday, but. I have my niece's birthday party on Saturday. I, it's, it's Memorial Day weekend, so I'm sure there's something happening. Uh, like a barbecue on on Monday or something. Then streaming and everything else. I'm just like, I don't want to mow the lawn because then I'm going to be tired for everything else. I mean, the solution is just stop doing things. Yeah, I mean, I don't do anything already. I mean, you were just telling like, us I that really you do too don't. much. I really don't do anything, though. Everything I do is because I don't do anything. I video, I, I, I make YouTube videos because I'm not really doing anything else anyway, so I might as well make YouTube videos. I stream because, alright, well, I'd be playing video games anyway, so let me just play them on the internet. I mean, that's fair, but, you know, do le- like, do less work is what I'm saying. Like, just clock I mean, out at five. I, I really, I wanted to, I, I tried to, I was like done and ready to clock out, but then there was just some bull. You, you, you guys want to, want to talk about why I'm, you guys saw the, the, the thing on my Discord. The, 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 the change.org petition. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about that? No. Maybe. No. I don't know. I didn't know you turned and, off sound alert. 
I turned them off yesterday. Why? I um. So uh, one of my uh, viewers, my mod, um, he, uh, I gave him access to add uh, uh, sound alerts uh, back forever ago, and he like, and it was so that like, hey, could you add this while I was in the middle of streaming? He could add it. He took it upon himself to add a bunch of sound alerts that uh, I. Not saying, not saying I need to sanction them, but I wasn't all too thrilled. One of them in particular was just a man yelling penis. Yeah, I mean, which, yeah, cool. that one's that one's obnoxious. Like if it was all like goofy stuff of like things you were saying or whatever, that's a little different. Yeah, but it's like you know what? It, it's fine if it plays once in a, like once a stream, once in a while. But there was like a stream or two where him and one other person played it constantly. So I was like, all right, I don't want them to do this anymore, but I know they want it there, so I'm going to charge you to use it. It's going to be like, I think it's like 100 bits or something like that to use it. Might not even have been that. And this was months ago that I changed it. Well, for some reason, yes, on Monday, he decided he wanted it to be free again. And that's not his so call. So he was like, he was like, free, free the penis, free the penis. And I'm like, N- I know, I don't want it played on my stream. So if you want to play it, you have to pay. And that was kind of it on Monday. Then yesterday, he's back in the saddle of arguing to have the penis be free. And I'm like, no. And I even asked him, give me a good reason why it should be free. And he's like, because basically it was like, because he wants it to be. And I'm like, I don't want it on my channel. I've told you this before. I've never laughed at it. I've never thought it was funny. And there's other sound alerts. Go ahead and use the other sound alerts or pay to use that one. And so, in I guess in attempts to try to persuade me to make that sound alert free, he started spamming the other sound alerts. Which, you know what? Fine, spam the other sound alerts. But w- at one point, he was spamming them during story content. Like, during, like, fucking cutscenes. And blowing my ears out during these cutscenes. And I had to be like, yo, come on. I'm trying to know what's going on in this fucking game. I'm 13 hours in, and they're finally giving me, like, major story content. And so can you cut it down? And then we're going, I'm going through and he's spamming a different sound alert. And I'm like, hey, could you do me a huge favor and try to cool it with that one? Because they do mute me from time to time with that sound alert. So like once or twice is fine, but like try not to overuse that one. And he just responds, free the penis. I'm like, fine, no more sound alert. We're done. We're done with them. If you want to play a sound, you can play the hello sound. But there's no more sound alerts now. And I deleted them all while on stream. And then ended stream because I knew if I would have continued, I would have gotten even more angry at him. Um, and probably blown up. Plus, I had thing I needed to edit today's video a long time. So I was like, it was around the time I was going to end anyway. But for anybody who sees a have walnuts or, or a, a, a change.org petition that right now I believe has four signatures to have me reincorporate sound alerts on my stream, now you know why. I'm not a fan that he has this up because it kind of makes me sound bad. I'm not a fan that when I raided into another streamer, he was talking to that streamer about the fact that I deleted them. I'm not a fan that he put that up not on my, di- not only on my Discord, but another Discord. To And it kind of is making me look bad. Like, I don't want to have fun. Yeah, like, that's, like, it is not his, like... No, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go so far as to say I fucking hate sound alerts when I'm watching full stream. Yeah. Like, the the subscriber, like, a new subscriber, fine. Like, that's, anything other than that, I hate it. Like, Even some the new of subscriber Stan ones, I'm not a big fan of. I, I'm not a, 
a, a, like I don't if they didn't have sound alerts for the subscribers, I wouldn't care. But I get that one. Honestly, that's probably the most that's there for is to let the streamer know somebody new subscribe. Like I guess some some people just have obnoxious ones for that. Uh, and they, they go on too long and it does make it harder to actually see what like is being done so like the sound alerts for like so there's there's those sound alerts like the subscriber raider follower all of that stuff yeah that they're they're, they're to be set for a celebration they're, they're they don't happen they don't have to happen that often but when they do it's to help you celebrate it's to help you recognize what's going on and it's to like bring out more of your own personality by celebrating the new people coming in or the new people by giving them a, an alert of like, hey, this is part me. So like when I get a subscriber, it's Proto Man's theme song. When I get a new follower, it's Godzilla Roaring. And I just changed it to where when I get a raid, it's the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song from the show. So it's about a minute long and it's just me rocking out to my Power Rangers. But that's like, all right, this is like to celebrate and to get excited. But yeah, the sound alerts on the little app where it's like, hey, you can actually play a sound that goes on my stream. They they can be fun. I understand not liking them. They can be fun when used properly. For instance, when I watch somebody playing, I have a few people that I know that watch that play Apex. One of them plays very much Leroy Jenkins. And when I see him playing Leroy Jenkins, I play that sound alert. He runs in ahead of everyone not waiting for the team or anything uh another one anytime i see them die i'll occasionally play like the death the mario death uh sound alert or something like that sure but i'm not i like like that's that's more contributing to the stream than penis in the middle of hey princess your dad's died penis and we got a penis the entire fucking time yeah no and so like like that's and that's like i like and i I, I, I wanted to air it out on stream, but I was like, no, this, this isn't the place. Uh, on the other Discord, I told him, like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, you literally were being fucking disrespectful to me. And his response was, I didn't know you were that emotionally invested in the story. And I'm like, it's not about my investment in the story, but it's about how, why, and when you were doing these sound alerts. Whether or not I'm invested in the story during a story moment... Don't blow my fucking ears out with a super loud sound alert that you added to my sound alert. That is valid. Yeah. So I, uh. And also, I mean, I just, like, I'm of the opinion, don't spam sound alerts in general. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, uh, so, like, Dan Riker, some of his, he has, or at least used to, I haven't watched any of his streams in a while, he'd have so many sound alerts. And, like, his problem is that, like, 150 people would all try to play a different sound like in a row and like mm -hmm. that's one thing it, but it it's different if one person is just keeps spamming a thing over and over and over again yeah like it's out of dance control that 150 people all want to give them money at the same time to play some stupid yeah. sound effect that but is when one guy is playing 150 sound effects in a row like yeah ban just ban like okay guess what you're on timeout you're fucking out but that's that's the thing time because the because of the way the sound alerts are because it's like an external thing a ban a timeout won't stop them from using the sound alert if you ban them from your whole entire fucking stream it would probably i 
Well, no, because, I mean, you can ban someone from your stream and they can still go watch your stream. Well, ban them from the chat. Well, that's um, what it is. Well, you ban, you can, you, when you ban someone, you ban someone from the chat. You can still go watch their stream and the sound alerts themselves are not based on the chat. The sound alerts are a, an external thing. I don't really know how it works. I don't have anybody banned except for fucking spammers. But it's just like, yeah, I just, it, I was so frustrated with that. And, and the fact yeah, that, that does like, sound super he annoying. went, he went to other discords and went to other people and was like, Hey, we're trying to get him to reactivate him. And I'm like, guy, you're, you're, you're making me sound bad. Like I, and I've had to have, he's an IRL friend. He's someone I know in real life. And like him with another friend, I've had to talk to him before and be like, Yo, do me a huge favor and don't say shit like, Oh, you're not listening. You're not, you're not paying attention to us or blah, blah, blah. When we're live on stream, because that's making me look bad. When you know I am, you know I'm paying attention. But I don't need a new viewer to come in while you're talking about how we're flat. Out, I'm flat out ignoring you and being shitty to you, and seeing like, oh, well, if, if there's if this person's gonna ignore these people, then they're gonna ignore me and then leave. And so I don't need anything being spread around like, oh, he he took away our fun of sound alerts. No, I didn't take away fun of sound alerts. You were spamming them poorly, like in. And, and in bad faith, you were spamming them for the wrong reasons. You were spamming them because you wanted one sound alert to be free. When you could have just played that sound alert. It's, it's, it's a hundred bits. It's a dollar. If you really want penis to be said, you'd be willing to spend a dollar. Wait, I thought bits were the free thing. No. What's the free channel thing? Channel points. Channel points are the free thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, the, and that's why I put the bit on them is like to dissuade from using it, but still allowing you to use it if you want to. Like, I, I used to use the the sound alerts back when I added them. I used them as intro music. I told people, hey, what song do you like? Anytime you come and stream, go ahead and play this. And that's what I used it for. And that and that's how people used it. And I liked that. Most of those people don't come to my stream anymore. And so some of them were just sitting there. And 90% of my sound alerts were alerts that he added. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think that if it's not your stream and you are just a mod, you should not be adding or removing or changing any settings unless you're explicitly asked to do so. Agreed. But, Rich, what is on yes. the agenda? Oh, it's a long, long show, guys. Um, there was a Sony uh, State of Play showcase, whatever it's called today, uh, that most of some of us watched most of, or all of. Um, then we all watched... Uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, uh, and then, Cobb, you watched a bunch of other things. I did. I did. I watched some shit. Um, so yeah, how about that, uh, the Sony showcase? Let me tell you, at one and a half speed, all of those games looked amazing. I don't know, some of them, I imagine, even, even sped up, looked pretty fucking mediocre. <laughs> no, I, look, I, I didn't get all the way through, I do wanna, I'm gonna have to watch Spider-Man 2, John. Um, but for the most part, what I'd seen, which I had seen at least up to, um, the, uh, fucking the sword joint, Phantom Blade. I'd seen at least up to Phantom Blade, and there might have been one or two others that I'd seen after that. Um, like, it looked, it looked neat. I, like, some of these looked really cool. Phantom Blade, at least, for me, looked really exciting. Um, and then the art style for both, uh, uh, Cat Quest, or Kitty Quest, Cat Quest, and uh, there was one other that I'm trying to remember um, that had this, like, wolf deer thing. Oh, uh, Neva. Those two looked really cool. Um, but, like, I didn't I didn't really get to watch all of it. So I probably, I'm going to try to watch it tomorrow just so I, like, 
instead of having to watch all the trailers separately, I can just see them all. Yeah, on like there. it was a fairly quick, like it was an hour, but like it was pretty quick to get through that stream, especially when like a game was on that you didn't particularly care about. Like I skipped all the PSVR two stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. getting one of those. I had no reason to watch it, and I started after the stream had our like I started like a half an hour after it started, so I was able to sort of by the time it finished, I was only like halfway through. But like. Mm-hmm. There was some some interesting looking stuff in here, like like you said that there there was a very long Spider Man trailer. It was too long. It did like it it did go on a little too long. It showed a little too much. Um, so, so was it a trailer in the sense of like it was just a like it was a cut together trailer, or was it like what they did with uh fucking uh what Nintendo did with fucking um uh uh. That, was that our... Oh no no it, it wasn't it, it wasn't like the Xenoblade ones. Yeah. It was like five minutes of what is probably gameplay, but was definitely also just a vertical slice they made specifically for this. Uh-huh. Um where it showed us that Craven the Hunter looks like he's gonna be the big bad. Um Lizard is going to be in it. Spidey has the symbiote suit, and Miles and Peter will you you'll basically be able to swap between them. Probably not at will. But, like, the game will prompt you at different points to, like, change between Peter and Miles, and they, they show one of those things happening. Um, mm-hmm. It also looks like they're, they're going kind of the comic book route with the symbiote suit, where it is impacting Peter. Um, he's, he's definitely a little more aggressive and violent in the bits that they show of him. Um, the suit looks actually really cool, though. I really yeah. like the... Um, it's not just, like, the smooth that you that you would normally think of when you think of the black suit. It's got some, like, texture to it because it is, like, a like an alien. Um, yeah. And he does do... It, he doesn't have white webbing. It's, like, the black symbiote goo is his webbing. Um, he can do all of the weird, like, venom things where, like, he can use the symbiote suit to, like, shield himself and, and have, like, extra appendages grow out of it and stuff like that. It, Interesting. It looks promising. And, like, the section yeah. they showed looked like it was a cool section, but it probably could have ended significantly earlier and just left a little bit more up to let us see it when we play it. Yeah. Were there enough puddles? Uh, there was an entire fucking river. Okay. Like, literally. How the, much the, of that river is going to be missing from the game? Probably <laughs> most of it. They're probably going to cut that whole section. I feel like okay. I feel yeah. like that's going to be, like, one of those things where that was the vertical slice and it's not going to fit the rest of the game, so they're just going to get rid of it. But yeah, the majority of the trailer takes place on the Hudson River. So okay, you know that's a major river to cut out. So yeah. actually, wasn't it the East that. River? I thought that it might have been. I'm pretty sure the tour boat thing. The person was saying something about the East River and how it's not actually a river. Technically, yeah, I think you're you're right. I, I remember that part. I forget what river they said, but you know, like I'm looking forward to this game. Um, they unfortunately just gave it the fall 2023 at the end um which could um could be fine but also this close to the fall and them not giving a date makes me think that like they're probably assuming it's going to be delayed at least a little bit Mm -hmm. because like if they're not giving the date they're not confident yeah um just scrolling through this ign list they did also announce that metal gear solid snake eater remake um the trailer was super fucking weird uh Rich, did you get to that point? So it was Metal, so it was metal Gear. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not see the Metal Gear stuff. So it was weirder, and I, Drew, I think you would agree, it was weirder even than normal Metal Gear trailers are. Like, it was like 30 seconds of just different sized animals in the jungle eating each other, mm-hmm. and then eventually Snake pops out. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think that's what the trailer was initially. Was it? A fucking, like, 25 years ago. I don't remember. I think it was something... Yeah, I, I was going to say, it's it like Snake Eater, Eater right? Ago. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 20, to be honest. Yeah, Snake Pretty Eater sure. was like 05, wasn't it? Snake original trailer. Oh, uh, no, maybe. No, you know what? It was earlier than 05. Uh, I, I feel like this... It was 04. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be 20 years next oh, year. Oh, wait, now... Oops. Oh, um... Snake Eater, make sure to write Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater original trailer, because apparently there's a movie from 1989 called Snake Eater. You know what, if, uh, if you bing it, um, typing just Snake Eater, you only get Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> but on top of the the Snake Eater remake, they're also going to release Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 um, on PlayStation 5 sometime in the fall. So it it looks like it's a collection. So it's called the Metal Gear... Oh, I didn't catch this before. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. So, Drew, you and I were, were talking before um, Richie joined about uh, 4 not being in the list. That's probably why. They're going to they're gonna release Volume 2 with 4 and probably maybe 5? 4 and 5 in the Volume 2? Maybe uh, um, Metal Gear Rising? Do, do they do any of the weird like like PSP ones? Like Portable Ops? I mean, Portable Ops, I'm pretty sure, is canon. What, uh, VR, I think, isn't, like, VR missions also canon or something like that? Or Acid? I, I don't think, like, there's a lot of weird Acid Metal Gear games. Is, is, like, a remake of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I didn't know that. That was Twin Snakes was remake. No, oh, but so is Metal Acid. Solid one. Huh? Twin Snakes was, too. Yeah, but Twin Snakes is a straight remake in the Metal Gear Solid 2. And- right, on, wasn't it only on GameCube? Yes. And then Acid is, like, a card game, but I'm pretty sure it's Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, that's weird. That's very weird. Um, but yeah, so we got Metal Gear Solid. Uh, PlayStation announced some sort of streaming device, like a, like a handheld thing, just strictly for streaming games from their PS5. So it's it's just a cell phone with controllers on the side. Pretty much. I guess that's cool. And, and PlayStation earbuds. Everyone likes earbuds that are probably going to be really expensive. Um, then there, there was also Assassin's Creed Mirage, which I believe this is the, the one that's supposed to be more traditional Assassin's Creed, and it sure looked like it. I kind of uh, thought it was just a remake of the original Assassins until they said the character's name. Oh, yeah, you know what? Like, I, I can understand why. Rich, did you get to that trailer at all? No, I did not. Right. So it looks I, it looks very traditional Assassin's Creed. You're, you kind of look like a cross between Ezio and um, Altair, Altair, too. Um, it's in, it, it looks like it's in like a Middle Eastern setting mm-hmm. again. Um, I'm a little confused by it, though, too. So there were a couple of times in the trailer where they kind of alluded to maybe you you had more choices than just killing or trying to sneak past people. Like that one NPC says something about like, well, you could try to bribe the guards. Um, but then as they're saying that, they immediately cut to just the assassin just murdering everybody. Mm. And I'm like, can you bribe the guards? Because that's actually kind of cool if like they're giving you more of that openness, um, like uh, like emergent gameplay sort of stuff, or or like um, dishonored. Or is this really just Assassin's Creed, where it's really all combat, and the stealth mechanics are just sort of a, a glossy film they put in front of it to make it you think that you're being sneaky? I, I bet you, I bet you, it's that one glossy film where it's like you're. It's part of the story to bribe the guards. Of like, there's but one specific set of guards you bribe, and that's the only time it ever happens. Yeah, like yeah. it'll be that one story mission, and that'll be that. Yeah, yeah, that's. I I am Possible. also kind of expecting that, mm-hmm. but. You know, this might be the first Assassin's Creed in like a decade that I'll actually give a shot to, depending like how it comes out. Yeah, I I haven't I've 
I don't want to play them anymore. I want. I wanted to try to get into the most recent ones. I do have Valhalla, I believe. But like, yeah, I. It's not Assassin's Creed, and I don't want to give them the chance. Anymore. I'm kind like, of over it. That's kind of where I'm at too. But I feel like if this game ends up being more in the vein of the Assassin's Creed that I like, that I would like to encourage that, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I didn't care for... Origin was was fine. It, it wasn't an Assassin's Creed game, but it was fine. The little bit I played of Odyssey when there was like a... Uh, you had like a free trial sort of thing with it um, when Stadia first came out. Um, it was like a... If you got into the Stadia beta, that was the game you could play. And... yeah. It stayed. It played really, really good on Stadia, but it was fucking bad. Um, it was all just combat, and I, from what I saw, like it looked like the Viking one was basically just more of the same. And like, I don't want giant two hundred hour open world RPGs for Assassin's Creed. I want like tight, like twenty hour. Let's fucking sneak around and stab bitches in the throat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Wake two. D- does anyone? It's, I never. I I don't have any like fondness for Alan Wake. I've never played I... it. I own Alan Wake. I've never played. I own it on Steam. I got it on like a humble bundle. I hear it's really good. Never, never got around to playing it. Not really. Don't really care. Okay, that's fair. Uh, we got a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16, which I actually skipped because the game comes out in like two weeks. So I just fucking fast forwarded right through that. I don't want to see any more of that game. I'm just going to play it when I get around to it. I mean, it looked cool. Yeah, I mean, like I saw little bits and pieces as I was fast forwarding. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. I, I want to get it, but there's so much fucking coming out right now, uh, and that's it, another game where, like, yeah, it'll probably go on sale pretty soon, or by 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 Christmas, and so I'll just get Legend of Zelda instead. <laughs> I'll just do Legend of Zelda. I mean, Plus, like, who knows who knows what kind of busted up kind of state it may be in at launch. Yeah, yeah. like, that's, that's sort of where I'm leaning to, like, I do want Final Fantasy, but I might just give it at least, like, a week or two after it releases to just kind of see what the general yeah. consensus is. Yeah, like, I do all, yeah, I, I want to see how, I don't care about, like, if people like it or not, I want to see how it plays, I want to see if it is, like, I haven't watched a trailer, but I want to see if it is, like, more leaning on the Soul style, or if it's leaning on the, um, uh, what was that fucking game that they just released? Last year, two years ago, the Quiet Man. Um, no, <laughs> what the fuck is the Quiet Man? Oh God! Uh, oh, Mom's Dead Parkour, man. All right, Cobb, we gotta make Richie <laughs> fucking play the Quiet Man. No, what was what was the game that they just had? It was fucking chaos. Oh, Final Fantasy Origins. Yeah, or, like, it, it wasn't called Origins, Origins, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, but like yeah, Final is Fantasy it chaos. More in that. Yeah, is it is it in that battle style? Is it a different battle style? Does it lean more towards Final Fantasy fifteen battle style? Like, I want to know where that lies. Like, does it lean into like Final Fantasy seven remake style? Like, I want to know where that goes before I decide if I'm going to get it right away. And so that's that's where totally I'm, valid. Because like I I didn't mind uh um uh or whatever the fuck Origins was called was. It, like I didn't mind that that battle system. It is Stranger of Paradise. Final Fantasy is the full name. There of that you game. go. So we're just gonna call like, it Final Fantasy Chaos Origins. Uh, no, Origins. Yeah, Chaos. No S. Final Fantasy Origins yeah. was a PlayStation One remake of Final Fantasy, or not even remake port of Final Fantasy One and Two. Yeah. Uh, so like I didn't mind that battle system, but I knew the gameplay loop sucked because it was you go through the dungeon forward. And then, because it's all based on gear level ups and everything else, like, 
You need to go back through the levels multiple times to get the better gear. And the only way to do that is to go back through the level backwards. And that was, like, the different quest lines. And so, like, the combat and gameplay itself was fun, but the gameplay loop was just atrocious. Like, you know, if that game ever gets under, like, $15, I'll probably get it. Wait, but, how were you playing it? Be- oh, you just played, like, the demos. That's right. Yeah, there was the demo. For some reason, and I like, thought I- you actually bought that game. No, 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 no. I only played the demo. And I, like like I said, I liked the combat system. I liked the class system. I liked the level up system. I just didn't. I heard, like, the gameplay loop just sucks. It sucks. Like, everything else about the game is pretty solid. But the gameplay loop is, it's it's so poor that it takes away from everything else. Which... Yeah, like I, I, the little bit I played of that game, of the demos for that game, I did not enjoy it. But if mm-hmm. sixteen is more in line with like seven remake or even fifteen, like I'm okay with that. Like I, I like seven okay remake, with, but I'm, fifteen was kind of meh. I'm not okay with fifteen. If it's like fifteen, I will pass hundred percent. I didn't hate fifteen's mechanics. Fifteen's fight system fucking sucked because it was just hold a button. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm I I play. Look, I am not playing a Final Fantasy game for fucking in-depth combat. Frankly, I want turn-based combat. Have fun. I, am... I mean, turn-based combat in an RPG nowadays would would be quite preferable. Uh, I am now on my second JRPG in, 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 in a year. Both of them that have come out in the last four, and they both had non-turn-based combat. So, like, yeah, I wouldn't mind a turn-based combat modern JRPG, but we're not going to get that anymore. No, that, not from, like, the big companies, at least. Um... We also, Dragon's Dogma 2 got a trailer. Cool. I don't think we'd seen that yet. Um, fucking Bungie announced they're make, making a new marathon. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's a PvP game. Oh, really? That's what the IGN article says. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's not like a single player campaign marathon game. Oh. Which fucking would have been wild for them to make a new fucking marathon. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking too. I only like... I mean, back... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, because I wasn't going to comment on this game. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I only saw, like, bits and pieces of that trailer, too, but when I saw it was Marathon, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's, that, that's in theory cool, but what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, like, back on Dragon's Dogma real quick, like, they've been kind of teasing this for a while, like, back and forth teasing it, um... Well, they announced it, like, fans, six months ago. They didn't announce it. Yeah, they did. I don't think they, I, it was something else that no, no, they, they, they teased. There it. was a separate non-Sony stream where they, they revealed that Dragon's Dogma 2 was in development. Cause like, I, well then the, the main thing was like, it was like a fucking Dragon's Dogma concert or some shit like that. I don't know how that might have been, actually that may have been where they announced it, but yeah, it, it got announced a while ago. Um, they're yeah, just like, this, this is, is the first trailer. Yeah, this is the first trailer. And like, I, I played the first one, but I played it years after the fact and like, in my opinion, it didn't really age well. Um, and that game is made to be played, like, on multi- across multiple playthroughs and things like that. Um, it is an old school RPG style that, like, does not, I, it's, it's a Dragon Age Origins kind of style, but more action RPG. And, like, it just, it didn't really click with me when I played it, but it had an interesting world, an interesting take that, that like, I'm interested in Dragon's Dogma. I, I, it's, it's again, it's another, like, every game on here is, like, I feel similar to, to, with the exception of maybe Spider-Man, every game on here is like a, alright, I can wait for a sale. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to play these games, I want to try these games, but, like, the state of gaming nowadays and how expensive shit is, I, I'll, I'll wait for it to be $40. That's, $30. That's fair. I also, I just looked, this, 
Dragon's Dogma 2 was actually announced June of last year. Um, it was it was announced that it was in development during the 10 years of Dragon's Dogma digital event they did. Yeah. It took them a year to be ready to show a trailer. Damn. Talk yeah. about talk about announcing a game too early. That's Capcom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah. I was told uh, Towers of Agasaba. Look, actually look kind of cool. Uh, I was told that is a Walnut's ass game, or it looked like a Walnut's ass game. And so I, while we were talking about it, I checked out the, the, the little snippet of the trailer, and it gave me strong Dark Cloud vibes. And Breath of the Wild. Like, it's got, like, like a Breath of the Wild feel to it also. I can see the Breath of the Wild a little bit, but, like, it, it's just, like, because, like, it was, there was base building, there's, like, like, settlement creation, but it's, like, you're you're making the settlement and and bringing people back into this region, and I'm like, this this is definitely Walnut's ass vibes. Um, that is a game that I'm going to look for and potentially look. For. I mean, it's also got like um like giant like monstery things, and you can jump off of the high buildings and um pull out a paraglider and shit. Yeah, it it yeah. it honestly does look pretty cool though. Yeah, like it it looks like so it has like Breath of the Wild vibes but in a much more, like, realistic open world. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I would give that a shot. Uh, was there anything else that really jumped out at this? New Grand Blue Fantasy game coming? Everyone loves a little Grand Blue Fantasy, right? Fuck is that? Uh, it's like a JRPG series. Yeah. It's like one of those ones where you don't hear a lot about it, but there's a bunch of games in the series. Like like the Tales. Like Tales games. Like, unless you're it, unless that's a... Or um Trials... Hero of Trials, whatever those games are called, Trial of Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, like they're around. If you follow enough games, like you've seen the name, but you might not know what they are. Grand Blue is one of those. Um, I also saw they had a new trailer for that um, Squire game, the Plucky Squire. That looked awesome. They've showed that at something last year. I like do not remember that. I think it may have been during Keeley's thing. Oh, okay. Um, that explain maybe not. Safe. Yeah, this game like it looks so cool though because it's the one. Rich, I don't know if you remember this one. It's where the game starts out and you're like you almost look uh like Link from the remake of Link's Awakening on the Switch, but on like a yeah, storybook, and then you like walk out of the storybook into the real world. Yeah, yeah. I I uh I'm I'm checking the trailer the uh, website now. And I rem- um and it's supposed to be this year. Like I hope it is actually this year because. That just looks like one of those fun games that I am very interested to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, overall, it, it was a decent showing, but I wouldn't, like, you, you said it was, like, nothing, it, it was mediocre or, like, everything, nothing really stood out. I There were things that stood out, but I think it's just, for me, at least, with modern gaming and how things are, it stands out enough for me to be like, all right, well, the sale only has to be down to instead of 30. For the Plucky Squire? Well, no, no, no. For like pretty much, uh, for a good number, I'm talking about like overall the the, the event itself. Like uh, a, a good number of the games on there. I was just like, all right, well, this one I could I could see myself getting pretty early on, and that one, all right, I can wait. Um, what was it? fair game seemed interesting, but it looks like it's going to be like a PvPVE type of situation. Um, and that those can always be kind of a pain in the. Mm-hmm. Sorry, got distracted by something. Um. Anything else? Re- like, I can't think of anything else, even scrolling through this list, that really jumped out as, oh, I need to try that. No, I I just I enjoyed the trailer for Helldivers. I'm not going to, probably not going to get it, but I enjoyed the trailer. Sure. Because it was like, that was like, that was the uh, 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 um, 
Starship Troopers wannabe trailer. Yeah. And, like, I just, I, I like that, like, satire type of bullshit that they do with that. And, like, the satire, satire slash uh, propaganda type shit. Like, I was like, this is, this is a good trailer. I enjoy this trailer. Game? Eh, could be good. Did you but ever play the, the trailer? Original? Uh, no. Never did. I'm pretty sure it was a free game at some point. It's pretty cool. I think you're right. Like, I enjoy that first game. I didn't play a ton of it, but it's a cool game. Oh, that's right. H- how about this goofy fucking foam game that is basically oh. just PlayStation <laughs> trying to make a slightly more sexualized Splatoon? Well, it wasn't even PlayStation. It's a fucking Square Enix game. Oh, is it Square Enix? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like... yeah no, that's just Splatoon. But it seems like the foam will actually, like, change the terrain. Yeah, it looks like they can, like, run so, on it. Yeah. But, like, it's a bunch of anime-ass anime characters. Like, instead of, like, fun little squid kids. As far as I know, Helldivers was not free on any, unless I just didn't get it. I mean, there's a good chance it was one of those. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel yeah. like it, it was free long enough ago that it probably fell in that weird period where you had PlayStation Plus, but you consistently forgot to check the free games every month. Yeah, I ha- I have Helldivers. It was a PS Plus game. I'm not sure when. Um, I think it might have launched. You might be right. It I added it to my inventory thing in March of 2019, but that does not mean that is when it was on PlayStation Plus. That might just be when I went through and added a bunch of PlayStation Plus games. But still, like that, I remember yeah. that being like a cool game, and it's probably worth whatever couple of dollars it costs now. Yeah, it's a fun, goofy co-op game. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Oh, uh, let's see. Anything else on this list? Probably not. Street Fighter. Who's excited for Street Fighter, guys? I mean, I'd try it. I guess it depends if it if it if it launches with any sort of single player this time. It seems like it is. Yeah, I just I don't trust that because five seemed like it was too, and it really didn't. Like you could do single player like like AI matches, but there was no like progression or anything to it when it launched. Yeah, and I am not good enough to try those games online. Like I just I get fucking stomped. It's not even fun. <laughs> uh, Hell Divers one was a PS Plus game in February 2016. Damn. Yeah, it, Rich, I think that was around the time that you were. Like I, I honestly don't even know if I had PS Plus in February twenty. I think you no, did. No, I'm sure I did. Like you've had pl- yeah, PlayStation Plus as long as you've had a PS4. I think that's that was definitely like a. Uh, I I completely forgot to that one's so old. Yeah, I I forgot to that for sure. First Which, one's on sale right now for sixteen dollars. That is more than I would expect it to be. Yeah, for same. being as old as it is, it's apparently uh, it's new price or normal price is still forty. Yeah, good for them. If they, if hey if they get sales at that price, yeah. fucking more power to them. Ugh. Well, do you guys want to move on to uh to book club? Yeah, sure. We can move on. So, what did you two think of the final J.J. Abrams related film, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, the fourth Mission Impossible? I might have liked it more if I had seen the first. Unlikely, the first. No, <laughs> I it it didn't really have a connection to the first three. Yeah, that's the that's the weird thing. This one kind of reboots it in a weird way. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, Tom like, like, Cruise is the only real connecting factor to it because um, Simon Pegg wasn't in the previous ones. Um, Jeremy Rayner wasn't in the previous ones, and the female agent that works with him was in the previous ones. Um, I think the only two people that appeared before would be the the older guy that was in the the car with him after they basically got burned that um got shot. And um, Ving Rhames at the end was part of the original team from the first one. Yeah. Um, that and okay. and um, Michelle Monaghan, who is his wife, like her little like brief cameo at the end. Um, she was in at least one or two of the previous ones. But 
I always forget. Like, I know people like Mission Impossible 1. It's either 2 or 3 that, like, people did not enjoy. And then it, it was a pretty big gap between 3 and this one. I want to say it was, like, 5 years or so. Um, and I then... think the only one I've ever seen prior to this one was... Huh. I, the, the only one I remember seeing, like, the end sequence is there, like, on a bullet train or something. There's a helicopter in the uh, fucking tunnel with the train and... That's all, like, I really remember, and I think that was in my, but I can't remember for sure. Did Tom Cruise have um, long hair? I don't remember. Uh, that's how I can tell him apart. Three, he had, like, the really long hair. One is the one where it has that, um, that very famous scene of him, like, dangling from the ceiling, like, just above the floor that's, like, pressure sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I honestly have no idea about anything prominent from two. I know I've, I've seen one, two, and three, but I have not seen any of them probably since around the time they each came out. But Drew, I take it you, you weren't a big fan of this? I mean, it was fine, but not something I would have... I like. It didn't make me feel like going to watch any of the other ones. Oh, so, um, never mind. The train scene was from Mission Impossible 1. <laughs> I know I've seen... I'm pretty sure I've seen Mission Impossible. Okay. Um, but I, like, I can't remember. Like, these movies, I've always... I thought... I always thought they were decent. I never, like... I never... I don't think I hated them um but like i never really had the choice of what movie to see when we were kids mission possible 3 was a 2006 movie and so i think like it was 96 and then 3 was 2006 10 years later um and it was just like wait uh, wait, say those dates again mission possible 1 was 96 and mission mission possible 3 was 2006 okay yeah, yeah sorry for some reason i i thought you said 2003 the first time i'm like that's not 10 years no i said <laughs> 3 was 2006 okay i must have heard the 3 and just overlapped the other one um like i and i do remember my dad enjoying these and i usually like the same movies he'd like so like i don't have a lot of memory of these movies i i have wanted to like maybe try to watch through them but like they the ghost protocol doesn't really connect to the others and they kind of explain that at the end of ghost protocol like yeah no one knew about what was going on with me besides me and the director and so like you didn't have to know any of the relationship before ghost protocol yeah yeah and i i think that was kind of on purpose because they were almost rebooting the franchise at that point um because since then i think they've all been pretty well connected um well the, the, i think i mean the next one is called fall uh or is rogue nation yeah it's rogue nation then fallout and then dead reckoning parts one and two that are coming which i think like they like mentioned rogue like like the the end sequence was kind of referencing the next yeah like it it was basically him being like next time i have a job i want you guys on the team well no like i think he got a thing he they have a job at the end of this one oh yeah maybe that is what it was but either way like he he wants those people on the team yeah Mm -hmm. The, the Mission Impossible movies are very much just the American James Bond. You know, mm-hmm. they're a yeah. little more over the top and goofy than the James Bond traditionally were. I feel like the, like a lot of the James Bond movies since whatever the one after Quantum of Solace was has kind of like veered in that direction. And it's weird. Like even the, the Pierce Brosnan era kind of was going in that goofy over the top direction for a little while too. And then they sort of course corrected with the first two Daniel Craig ones and then have veered off into the absurd again. But, yeah, like, the Mission Impossible movies are just, they're, they're very American, you know? Fucking Tom Cruise scaling a fucking building with, like, um, electromagnetic gloves or whatever the fuck those I, things it's, were. It's it's Fast and the Furious, but Spy. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't Fast and the Furious really just be Mission Impossible, but cars? 
Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but they don't start that way. That's a... Th- like, yes, Fast and the Furious came out after Mission Impossible. But Fast and the Furious wasn't, like, spy-type shit until Fast 7? Yeah, which is well past when all of these movies were coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just more argument like, that Fast yeah, and the Furious look, is Mission Impossible, you're, but... Cars. You're not wrong. I was just swapping the idea based on the older franchise. I, you know, there there could be a study that could be done. Like, when when does Mission Impossible get too over the top and ridiculous? And when does when they uh, when they take uh, a car into furious. space? Like until until Tom Cruise flies a jet powered car that his friends built in a junkyard into space? That they're not. It's it'll never be too ridiculous. Did they do space yet with Fast and Furious? Yeah, Fast Nine, fucking um, okay. Tej and Roman, literally. But they work with the with fucking Bow Wow and the forty seven year old from uh, Tokyo Drift, and they build a junk car and attach a jet engine to it and fucking rocket themselves into orbit with like homemade spacesuits so that they can turn off a satellite or something like that, and then they're stranded in space because you know it's a fucking car; it has no way to get back into the atmosphere. Um, so they they drive the car in space into like the international space station to like get help i gotta see that movie. it's so dumb it's great but it's so fucking dumb and 10 looks like it's gonna be even dumber yeah i love those movies they're the best um i i did enjoy ghost protocol i feel like so i've i've seen ghost protocol and rogue nation before it's been whenever rogue nation came out was basically around the time that i saw it so at least five or six years probably more than that um i feel like i remember liking rogue rogue nation more than ghost protocol like i just i i remember there being more happening in it than in this one this one felt just a little it was like a little disjointed because the first like half of the movie is them just doing spy work and then then they get burned and the second half is them trying to unburn themselves yeah i i was i was a little uh not dissing like I, I I enjoyed the movie. I'm not big on spy films. You guys know that. I'm not big on James Bond. You're not like, big on fun movies. Let's just no like <laughs> I there's there's just something about spy movies and and noir stuff that it's just like I do get a little bored because there's like nothing happens a lot of the time. Tom Cruise climbed was, a building. Uh, uh, hold on, this movie was a little was a lot different because the it started from beginning to end. It was constantly going, but to me. That hurt the movie more than a slower-paced spy movie. Because there was no relax. There was no chill. And then you get into the final... I'm going to call it the final boss fight. Where there's only seconds to turn off the nuke. And fucking Tom Cruise can't keep up with an old man 20 years fucking older than him in a, in a fist fight. And like, this doesn't make sense. I don't understand why Tom Cruise can't keep up with this dude. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole that whole last scene, it's like, I get that, you know, very early on they had the dude kick his knee, and, like, you hear it crack, and then he's, like, hobbling the whole time, but I feel like, at that point, Tom Cruise should have never even been in that position. Like, he's a yeah. super spy, this guy just seems like a weird, rich Russian or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just, it, it gave me, like, I don't know, I, I thought, I thought, like, everything was fine in the movie, the writing and everything, but, like, just the vibes that the movie was giving me is just like this. This is a little weak. It's like not the best performance. Yeah, and out of like anybody here, I, I do think they that they get better. I've never, I haven't seen Fallout. I do want to try and watch. Um, I signed up for just a uh, a trial of Paramount Plus through Amazon to um 
to watch this, and I watched a couple other things on there as well. But I do want to tr- try and, and like if I can squeeze in some of the other Mission Impossibles just to kind of catch up with, to them. Mm-hmm. So like the other two, because I I think it's just Rogue Nation and um, yeah. Fallout that's left. But I want to I, like... I want to see the Henry Cavill like arm pump thing that everyone was real angry about. I I might I I if I can if I can find time I might try to sit down and go through the whole. Like, I do want to know, like, like, would my interest in Ghost Protocol change if I had remembered and had, or knowledge of the first? Like, it, it, it does confuse me as to why when, uh, Tom Cruise, when Ethan sees Simon Pegg for the first time, he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I passed my field training. Like, was Simon Pegg's character in a previous game, in a nope. previous movie? Like, how does, like, they don't, like, they, they make it seem like there was a pre-established relationship between them two, but the, as as much as I remember, and like you even said, this is Simon Pegg's first Mission Impossible movie, so, like, I feel like that was awkward that they made it seem like they knew each other. Yeah, so it was, it was almost like one of those, well, Ethan is a very prominent spy in that organization, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that he would know, like, the analyst side of it essentially. And they were basically trying to just set up that Simon Pegg's character has been running missions for Ethan for a while. Yeah. Which, like, I like that, but I agree where it almost makes it seem like if, like, all, that you, no, almost like you forgot actually, something in the previous movies. No, Simon Pegg was in, was in Mission Impossible 3. I didn't think he was. I looked at that the other day, and I didn't see him listed on it. His, he was, he, Benji, was listed in oh. Mission Impossible 3. I must have, ju- when I was scrolling yeah. through um the other movies' casts, I must have just missed him on the list. Um, cause, yeah, so his wife, uh, Michelle Monaghan was only in Mission Impossible. Okay, I couldn't remember if, if uh, she was in two or three. I knew she was in one of them. And yeah, Simon Pegg was in three. So, like, maybe, maybe that would, like, cause that relationship felt weird. Um, I also feel like maybe, um, the, the agent who they were trying to basically get revenge for, I can't remember his name, like, I feel like he might have been in a previous one as well. Oh, Sawyer from Lost? Yeah. But like I don't, I don't see him in any previous movie. Again, like I don't think he was. I think that was just more of the they took out one of their own sort of deals. But like it seems like he knew him, and like that, like like that, and I get that. Like leans back to like Drew being like, well, if I had seen the previous ones, I might have like this one more. I might have had more. It's like it made it you feel like you should have known this character when like I don't think you should have known this character. Yeah. And like that, that again makes it uncomfortable when it's like, oh, uh, should I have known who Trevor Hannaway was? Uh, no, you shouldn't have. But like they were, wanted you to act like he, like, cause they made it seem like Ethan was very negatively affected by the death of Trevor Hannaway, of Josh Holloway's character. Hey, I'll be and right so back. The dogs like, are barking like crazy. Yeah. So it was, it was just, it was a little, it was a little weird. A little weird, some of the relationships. And like, I get what Cobb said, that Ethan was higher up, so he probably would have known a bunch of them. But at the same time, like, they're spies, they're not, they're probably explicitly not supposed to know everyone. And it's Yeah, just like, they shouldn't, a, a spy shouldn't know every spy in the spies network. Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, there were, the way they talked about some of the other characters made me feel like I was missing something from the other movies. Yeah. That apparently, for the most part, I wasn't. No. Yeah, I mean, the only, the, the, there's only Three, technically only three or four characters in this movie that were in previous. And it was Ving Rhames, Michelle Monaghan, Simon Pegg, 
Tom Cruise and the the senator or whatever second check whatever yeah. his name. Is. Yeah, I always forget like who he actually was. I just knew he was in some of the other one. I'm trying to find the actor of the like senator guy. This yeah yeah you know what? he looks very familiar and I just cannot place him. Any luck? But yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't find. No, I can't find him. There's there's a big cast and I I don't see secretary or whatever written anywhere in these names. Yeah, because, you know, it probably has whatever his actual character's name was. So you'd have to probably click on, like, yeah. every character until, like, you saw that guy. Which, it's not that important. Um, no. But yeah, I thought, if nothing else, like, some of the big set piece things in these in this movie was was fun. Like, again, like, scaling the building, um, Jeremy Renner in that um, computer thing at the end where he was, like, he was basically doing indoor skydiving. Where, like, yeah. the fan was blowing him up, and he not quite high enough, so he, like, curled into a ball to, like, decrease his wind resistance, and then, like, flung his arms out to, like, push himself back up. I thought that was that was goofy and fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, it had some, some neat scenes, some neat, like, uh, like uh, set pieces and things like that. Like, it, it, like, like I said, it, overall, it was, it was decent. It's just, it, more for me, it was the performances from everyone just felt weak. And, like, I kind of lost a little touch with it. It's just like, all right, this is, it's two hours long, and it feels like three movies in two. Yeah, you know what? Like, I definitely understand that. It did feel, I, I checked a couple times to see, like, how much of it was left, and it did feel like there was just more left than I expected there to be. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, I I would certainly continue watching these. And like I said, I'm going to try, because I do want to see Fallout, but I, I want to watch Rogue Nation again first, because it's been so long. Yeah. Uh... Rich, yes. Do you have a Nick Cage movie for us? So I completely forgot I had to look for a Nick Cage movie. However, when we were this looking guy. at Nick Cage movies, when we were looking at Nick Cage movies last week, my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, and my, absolutely my favorite Nick Cage movie, um, is available on Paramount Plus, and that is Gone in sixty seconds. So we are going to be watching Gone in sixty seconds. Uh, for two weeks from now. Look, there. It's hard to find a Nick Cage movie on a streaming service. We all have. Yeah. That we don't have to pay for. That was that was the hard part. Like, if if I honestly, if I had the choice, it would probably be um the the Rock. But the Rock, we have to. It's a rental only, as far as I can tell. There, it's not available. Anymore. So I'm gonna go with Gone in sixty seconds because it is probably my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, and definitely my favorite. Nick. And I think Drew and I have not seen it. Yeah, I have not seen it. And I definitely have haven't either. See if I can try and watch it on Monday, because I sure as shit have no time to watch it between now and two weeks from now. What are you doing, not this weekend, but next weekend? I won't have Paramount Plus anymore. Oh, did you just get a trial of it too? Oh, for some reason I thought that you had said before that you had it through something. Uh, I thought we did, but we don't. Oh, don't you? Do you? You don't have? Don't you have Comcast cable? That's no, he got rid of that. Peacock. Oh, okay. Also, you're thinking of Peacock, not Peacock. Do you still feel like... do you still get Peacock through just like the Comcast that you do have? Yep. Yeah, I guess like whatever your plan is comes with it, and mine doesn't. <laughs> you don't have the gigabit internet. No, oh no, I didn't realize you had gigabit. Yeah, that's probably why then. Yeah, you pay more, so they're like here, free Peacock. Yeah, probably. Um, at least at the very least, just fucking um do the. Do the decimal point thing with your Gmail account and just burn another free trial. Yeah, I could. 
if I have time to watch it on Monday, I will and that's, try to remember anything from it. But that's fair. It's a the little bit I know about it is it's it's like a goofy over the top movie. Like it came out in yeah. the same era as the first Fast and the Furious movie. So, but it's got Nick Cage. So you know, over the top nonsense. Got Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie with dreadlocks. Yeah, that's not a selling point. I do not like Angelina Jolie. I know she's kind of like she Will Ferrell. <laughs> she doesn't talk a lot. I mean, that's a plus. That is a plus. Um, so cool. So yeah, two weeks we'll do Gone in sixty seconds. So that should be fun, and I'll, um, and then Drew will have the next pick, mm-hmm. and it better be so Face Drew, Off. You've got, you've got two. I don't think Face Off's available on streaming. I think it was, or unless we have to pay. I think it was Face Off. Uh, oh, it is available on Peacock. Oh, was it and Peacock? Paramount Prime and Paramount. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's available on everything. Man, everyone can watch Face Off. That's great. Yeah. Best Nick Cage movie. I've never seen it. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, good to know. Good to know. Um, well, I guess with that out of the way, um, I did get a chance to watch some stuff again because I have Paramount Plus, so figured I'd try and squeeze some things in. Um, I watched uh, the newest Scream movie, which was Scream 6. Um, it's not bad. It's a direct sequel to Scream 5. So whereas like 1 through 3 were all direct sequels, and then 4 was almost more of like, not a reboot per se, but like... It changed up most of the cast. Um, what's her face? Um, Nev Campbell was like the only, like, she was there, but it was not really about her in the beginning. And then Five did that again with like a whole new cast, and Nev Campbell and some of the original people were just kind of there also. Um, this one focuses on the same people from Five that survived, but rather than being in that like weird small town that all of this always happens in, uh, they're all in New York City now getting chased by like a psycho killer. Um, and it's honestly like it has it's it has its problems like any of these horror movies would but i feel like it it did a good job with some of the meta narrative that those movies usually have in it by then putting it in like a major city and just uh one of the first things that happens is like have you guys ever seen scream movies uh i saw the first one back when it first came to video like that's okay how... so generally these movies op- like cold open with somebody being killed um, it's usually somebody that you're not going to follow the rest of the movie, obviously, because they're dead, and they're usually only, like, tangentially related to everybody else. Um, I want a movie where you follow the dead person from the... It's called The Sixth Sense. <laughs> no, no, like, literally, like, I want, I want from the set time they die, you just, it, the camera you just is follow their on corpse their, <laughs> on their corpse as, like, the cops come and do their thing, and then the investigators do their thing, and... And then, and then people, and then, and then the funeral. And there you go. That's the movie. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did that event. Um, but so this one has that cold open murder and then the murderers get murdered. So like they immediately, they actually show you immediately who the killer is and then set it up where like, oh, are we just going to know who the killer is the whole time and just be angry that the fucking char- main characters are too fucking stupid to realize it? And then immediately they swerve again. Um, but we're then presented with the the news circulating that another one of the ghost face killings is happening. And the the older sister from the first one is kind of being... She's being portrayed as actually the person that committed the murders in the previous one, even though they know that's not what happened. But, you know, social media. Um, so you see on the news at one point that sale of the ghost face masks have skyrocketed. And it's also Halloween. So every time they're out on the street, there's just people in costume... And there's a lot of people wearing the ghost face thing. And you're constantly like, 
kind of like looking around at these people like who's going to stab one of these characters or like try to stab them like all of a sudden look i've never lived in a world where like a mass killer like this was like like a mass killer was well known that wore a specific kind of mask but that isn't such bad fucking taste so to be fair in this universe these killings were also turned into horror slasher movies called stab right that's what they did with fucking the fifth movie god damn it the second movie whatever it's dumb <laughs> yeah so it's ever, dumb ever since the first movie there has been this series called stab um and it's it's it happens throughout all of them. Like, like the movies are brought up in every single one of them. Um, so that's why the ghost face mask is so popular because those movies are really popular. And I believe there are actually more of those movies in universe than there are actual scream movies at this point, which is kind of funny. Um, cause like scream is very much supposed to be that like narrative on the slasher genre while inside of it, it has a very traditional slasher movie. Um, but yeah, so that's that is why though that whole thing exists. I feel like the killings, other than in the third movie where they're actually in Hollywood, um, the first two movies, the fourth movie, and the fifth movie, they basically all happen in like the same town. It's like a town in like Michigan. Yeah. So like, while that's well, like yes, like the idea of like people just running around in those masks is in poor taste. It's so regionalized, like the killings to that one area that. People that know about it, like, know about it, but I feel like more people are just familiar with the movie franchise, and that maybe it's vaguely based on a true story. Uh, that's just, it's, that's weird. It's so weird. I mean, I, I do not disagree. Um, it's a, Scream 6 was fun, though. Um, it, it, it did its normal thing of making you wonder who done it. Um, the only original character to return in this one was Courtney Cox's, um, reporter woman. And she got maybe the best fight scene out of any of these movies um, where, like, she damn near actually killed one of the, the ghost face killers, which never fucking happens until, like, the end of the movie when, like, they just fuck up and, like, the final girl gets to stab them or shoot them or something. Um, but in this one, like, Courtney Cox fucking kicks their ass for a while. Um, it's just unfortunate that after she does, like, a karate flip up, like, over the over her shoulder thing onto a glass table... Um, she reaches down to pick up their knife and they grab a shard of glass and stab her with it. Cause you know, you can't, you can't kill the bad guy halfway through the movie. Um, it was fun though. I liked it. Um, I kind of hope they make one, at least one more of this series just to like wrap up these characters. Cause I feel like it was still left in a way where after three, it had like a, like a, okay, it can be over now. And after four, it had a, it can be over now. And then it took them a decade to make it up. But like, Five and six both ended in a way where it's like, while like the killer is done, I feel like there's still just there's more stuff to come out of like this cast of characters, the ones that survive at least. So we'll see. Um, after Scream, though, we watched uh the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which, Rich, I know you said you wanted to watch, but you didn't get to, right? No, uh, right, no, I haven't. Just FYI, I don't know if it's just me. But you keep cutting in and out and having a speed up. So if we're delayed at responding to you, it's because your internet is wonky. Or is your internet wonky? It No, it, it's know. also happening to me. Oh, you know, it might okay. be my computer then. might not be the internet. Yeah, because like, you'll, you'll cut out and then you'll come back like a few seconds later with immediately after you cut out, but sped up so that you catch up to you. Oh, that's weird. That's very so, weird. So like you're buffering for us. Yeah, it might just be my computer then because... 
it um I meant to turn it off yesterday. Um or not yesterday, today's Wednesday. Turn it off on Friday and forgot to, so it's been on since Friday and I haven't used it at all. Which, you know, shouldn't be a problem. But yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um that was a weird one because I didn't have high expectations for it initially when they showed it. But then it kind of had like a good word of mouth. So I kind of went in expecting something, just not entirely sure what. Um, And I think it delivered like a solid movie. It was not the best movie I've ever seen, but it also, it was not nearly as bad as a movie like this could have been. Um, It had some really fun humor. Um, Some of the the action sequences were good. There were a lot of fun nods to D&D related stuff like... um, at one point, they basically get a magic item, and the, the the magic user on the team has to attune it, but they're just like, I'm really bad at this. So they just have trouble attuning a magic item to be able to use. Um, and the druid doing, doing like, all the wild shape stuff was neat. Um, I'm trying to think, like, some of the other just very... There's a very overweight dragon in it, which was fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, the dragon was more round than it was tall. <laughs> Um, certain characters definitely leaned more into like the tropes of their race or role. Um, so like, I didn't, I don't think I ever caught it in the thing, but the druid character is supposed to be a tiefling. So like, they don't trust humans because that's like the whole thing for them. Um, I do think that the movie didn't quite know what it wanted to do though. So early on, it was kind of, I don't know. It seemed to jump around a bunch in like the first, say like half, maybe a little less than half. And it wasn't until a, around, like, the midway point where it seemed to really, like, sink its its teeth in and, like, know what sort of movie it wanted to be and, like, kind of go straight from there. Uh, but even then, like, the end felt more like a Marvel movie ending than the ending that this movie was building up to. Um, there, There's even kind of, like, a Hulk scene in it, like, where a character does a thing to another character that just feels like something out of, like, the Hulk. Um, overall, though, like... It it was enjoyable, and, like, I'm glad I, I spent the two hours watching it. Um, my favorite thing I saw about this, um, Blessing Jr. from Kinda Funny, um, his rating for it, he put, if my rating scale was a D20, we rolled about a 12. And that seems, that it's pretty close. I might give it a little higher than that, but, like, a 12 seems good. It was enjoyable, uh, but definitely didn't quite know what it wanted to do. And I think if they did a sequel, they'd probably be able to to streamline it a little bit better and just make a more cohesive movie out of it. Um, the only other complaint I really had is the the effects. So some of the effects looked really good. Um, the druid changing shape into, like, the different animals and stuff, that looked cool. Like, you could tell they weren't real, but, like, it still looked cool. Uh, but then they had... What are the bird people called? Uh, the Like, were they, like, full-sized, like, human-sized birds? Yes. Uh, Aarakocra. So they had them... And tabaxis. Um, and the Aarakocra looked like a bad puppet, and the tabaxis looked like even worse puppets. Almost <laughs> like the clay, like the, almost like stop motion puppets for the, for the tabaxi. Oh, weird. like there was just something about them that just looked very off. Um, but then like you had other things that were just like very cool. Like, um, there was the, the, I guess let's call her the villain was, um, like a red wizard or something like that. I forget exactly what they called her. Um, but her powers involved like this red gassy stuff kind of covering the ground. And like, that was a super cool effect when they showed it in certain scenes where like the ground was kind of like white or whatnot. And then this just rolling red, um, smoke would just kind of like start cascading about it. So like, they definitely seem to, they put their budget into some weird places. <laughs> um, Fair. <laughs> but like, 
you know, the characters were fun. Uh, Chris Pine as a bard who seems to have zero skill in anything was, like, that was fun. He was basically, like, as the bard, like, it makes sense, but he was basically just the hype man. He was just convincing everybody that, like, they should just keep going and keep trying to do the thing that only really impacts him. Uh, meanwhile, like, the whole rest of the team were the ones that actually had the skills. Because uh, you had, so it was the druid, um, um, a sorcerer, and a barbarian were the three three classes of the of the other characters. And, like, they all did shit. Um, Chris Pine at one point hit one character with his loot. That was, like, the extent of his action. But he did a lot of talking. He, he convinced a lot of people to do things that they probably didn't want to do. That's a bard. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just funny, like, they leaned into so much of the, like, D&D, like, class stuff. Um, even, ju- even, like, with the magic, it was, it was almost like he was rolling for some of his magic and was just having really shitty rolls. Because more often than not, um, the sorcerer's magic just didn't quite work out the way he wanted it to. Um, but they never had, like, Chris Pine as the bard, he had no, like, support anything. Which would have been weird and hard to do. Like, I, I do get that. Like, him pulling out his lute and, like, singing a little song that suddenly, like, gave everybody a little buff wouldn't have made much sense. But I feel like they could have at least tried to do something. Um, but yeah. D- I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to give it a watch this weekend. And I'll, like, with that in mind, I'll try to have my takes on what, like, on, on that, on, like, responses on that. Because, like, the, it is hard to represent support types and whatnot 100%. in a game. And, or in a movie. And from what I heard, like, a lot of, like, the game and story was, like, the writers actually playing D&D. Which is awesome. Um, and I, like, like I, they, it was, like, it was a, like, they did a good job with a lot of it. And if, if they base this story off of, like, a campaign that they played to try and get a feel for it, like, that explains why it's a little disjointed early on as, like, they're definitely trying to figure out what they want to do. But, yeah, that actually, that makes, that makes a little bit more sense. I will say, I'm glad that they didn't make Chris Pine, like, a paladin or a rogue or, you know, like, something that would have made him more useful in, like, a combat situation. Like, him being a bard and being basically useless, but needing all these people to help him go do the thing that he wants to do and really only impacts him. Um, It it made for that, like, because the tagline for the movie or the subtitle is Honor Among Thieves. So, like, it, you know... It helped them being like a thieving crew, essentially. Mm-hmm. And like, there are also there are some fun cameos. Um, I did not catch this while watching it, but during a scene in the later part of the movie, um, there are people that are supposed to be the cartoon characters from the 1980s D and D cartoon. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. Yeah, I thought I thought that was neat. I then like you know uh, we you saw it in all the trailers. There there there's a mimic. There's a gelatinous cube. Um, there's lots of magic items. That, like they use for different things like they have like a little portal wand and um a thing that lets them ask dead bodies like a certain number of questions so like you know that they're they're leaning into like the goofier side of the lore in a lot of cases too and lots of name drops like even me who doesn't know a ton of that stuff like they name drop like never winter um i think they said boulder's gate at one point and what's another like fairly prominent like wizards of the coast D location eberron uh, that might have well, been the other I mean- one the Sword Coast, yeah, Sword Coast, Sword Coast. Um, I, I don't know, Raven. I don't know. Like I, Ravenloft, I would know it if I heard it, but I don't. So know. when you get around to watching it, Rich, you're probably going to actually pick out a lot more of those little like wink and nod things than I did, just because you know more about that stuff. Um, and I think that movie, 
it's either going to click really well for you because you do just have you know more about that lore and the world and everything and you you're, you're more invested into that stuff than i am so like even like the slower start you might just be looking at it more as like oh well yeah like this kind of makes sense for like a D campaign essentially mm-hmm. or because it's so much like that you might just be like they did this wrong no <laughs> i don't like it like i i uh because I follow and follow a lot of like D and D creators on YouTube and whatnot, I've seen a lot of D and D creators and D and D adjacent creators having had seen them. And like this is a an enjoyable to see. Like it is, like it's yeah, obviously not it absolutely hit is D&D. enjoyable. It's it's not going to hit D and D spot on. You can't hit. It's really hard to hit D and D spot on. The only way to hit D and D spot on is to place a camera in the middle of a table and just have people play D and D. And and like and that movie would probably sell millions. Uh, like, have a side-by-side of them playing D&D with the actors acting next to it or something like that. Like, have, like, a legitimate game of D&D recorded and then turn that into a movie. That's, like, the only way to get 100% D&D. Um, but, like, this, like, honors D&D uh, at Tabessa's abilities while also keeping it being a movie that, like, you don't need to be a D&D fan. Yeah, you know what? That, that is actually pretty pretty accurate. And yeah, like if if you're a if you're big into it, like I said, there's lots of those little wink and nod moments. And if you're not, like it's just kind of like a fun, goofy adventure. Um, the last thing I watched was actually a TV series on Apple Plus, um, Shrinking. I don't know if either of you have heard or seen anything of this. Nope. Uh, I, that is, um, I know uh, Zach Braff uh, did an episode or two, directed an episode or two. I think that's um, Bill Lawrence's show. Yeah, so it's Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother and um, Harrison Ford from, like, uh, Six Days, Seven Nights. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Fucking Harrison Ford from Six Days, Seven... Really? I, I, really? Was trying to, I was very quickly trying to think of the most unlikely Harrison Ford, like, what you'd know him from. Um, should have just said Air Force One, man. No, but that... See, that's, that is prominent. Who's, who is going... Who's going to go, yeah, you know, Harrison Ford. From six days, seven nights, or Harrison Ford from Firewall. <laughs> idiot. Um, so they are they are psychiatrists. Um, Jason Siegel in particular um, works at a practice that I, it's never flat out said, but I feel like Harrison Ford's character is the owner of the practice, and it's Jason Siegel and a female psychiatrist are also practicing doctors at that practice. Um, sometime in the previous year, Jason Siegel's wife died in a car accident, and he fucking spirals. And so the first episode, like, he's just, like, partying in the backyard with a bunch of, like, random women. Um, and, like, from there, like, he kind of, like, gets his shit together, but his life is a mess. Um, he has, like, a, a teenage daughter who hates him because her mom died, and then her dad basically just went on, like, a year-long bender. <laughs> and the first couple episodes are a little more, like, they're not drama, but there's definitely a little more, like, going on than just, like, strict comedy. Um, but after that, like, it actually gets really funny. Um, there, there's one scene where, like, throughout throughout the whole season, Jason Siegel's character is, he he's basically struggling with coming to terms with, like, what happened still. And, like, now that he's not just burying it in alcohol and everything, um, there's one scene where he is supposed to be playing piano for a friend who is trying to get engaged. And it's like a surprise in, um, proposal. And he is too drunk at that point and just, like, projectile vomits everywhere in his house. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's happening behind, like, the guy who's singing to 
the the guy he's trying to propose to. So he doesn't even know what's happening at first. And then you just see Jason Siegel like behind him, just like vomiting on his piano, vomiting off to the side. It's very stupid and funny. Um, but it like it was a really good show. And I often forget that like Harrison Ford is actually very like he can deliver lines with really good comedic timing. It's just normally when you see him, he's playing like more serious characters. Like he might occasionally have like like a silly line, but he's not he's not in a comedy. And this, while he's playing like that gruff, grumpy older guy, um, he's funny in it. Like he's he says a lot of just very cutting, funny things. Um, so yeah, it's I want to say it's ten episodes. Yeah, it was ten episodes. Uh, they apparently already got announced for a second season. Which is cool. So that's always good. I'm real. I am surprised by just the level of quality of a lot of these Apple Plus shows. Like out of like all the shitty streaming services that have popped up, Apple is probably making the most quality shows. Apple's got money for days, surprisingly, and can just keep can pay high like like friggin' Ben Stiller to make Severance, friggin' Harrison Ford to make this movie, this show. Like they've somehow have so much fucking money. Yeah, I mean it's not somehow they've owned the they basically owned. The, the, the music download and streaming for the past 20 fucking years. So, like, and, and 50 to 60% of the phone money for the past 15 years. That, like, they, they have the money to do this big shit like this. And it's, it's yeah. wild. Like, I, I want, I, there's, I need to, I have my parents' logins for, for, um, for Apple, and I, I want to watch them, but it's, for me, it's like, oh, well, the only way I can easily watch it is on my PS5, and that means I'd have to set up my PS5 to be able to watch on watch it on my TV, which means I have to swap plugs and this and that, and it's kind of a pain Wait, right now. Do you only play your PS like when you use your PS5, you play it on your TV or on your computer? Uh, I mean, I the only time in the last year that I've played my PS5 was on my PC. It was streaming. I haven't really played since then, and right now. My PS5 is not plugged into my capture card because my Switch is, because I've been playing Ring Fit. And I had a system switch for a while that was plugged into my capture card, but that was causing issues. And it was disconnecting from the capture. So, like, I'd be in the middle of playing the game on, on stream, and it'll cut out and then reconnect again. Oh, that's stupid. So I can't have, I can't have the... Uh, or at least that one I can't have plugged in. So it's right now the best way for me to do it is to swap out the plugs. And so, like, yeah, I could just easily plug in my PS5 into my TV. But that, again, my TV only has two USB ports. Old shitty TV. Or not USB, HDMI port. And so one's for the Chromecast. The other one is for whatever's connected the um the, the capture card. Replace your Chromecast with a Roku. I... I'd rather have Chromecast. If I had a smart TV, sure. But also, if I had a smart TV, I wouldn't even need a Roku. I mean, that's, I, it, I mean, it depends on the smart TV. Like, we have a Roku because there's certain things that, like, aren't available on the TV. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's not available to me naturally is friggin' Apple TV. Yeah. Everything else I can get. But Apple refuses to put Apple TV on Android's devices. It might also be Google refusing to allow them. I'm pretty sure it's Apple refusing. I'm sure Google would allow it. I'm sure. Like, there's no in-app purchases or anything, so they wouldn't have to wor- worry about buying anything on there. Like, it's, I feel like 100% it's Apple refusing to do it. Yeah. I'm, look, I I was just throwing it out there. Um, personally, like, I've gotten to the point, I like the Roku more than I like the Chromecast. But for you, like, I can understand why the Chromecast is easier, because, like, you're not sharing, like, control of the TV generally. So mm-hmm. being able to just cast it from your phone isn't a big deal. 
it's a pain in the yeah. ass if like I'm casting something on Netflix and I and I'm going to bed and like Erica wants to keep watching Netflix. Like we then have to like I have to disconnect. She then has to connect to it, and it's just it's easier to just have like a remote control that can fucking do it. Oh, you know, you sh- I wonder if so the the didn't you get the Chromecast that came with the remote with your um your thing your Stadia? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that have the apps built into it? No, it's a, it's just a Chromecast. I can't get access into the Chromecast. It's just I cast things into it. Oh, see, I I must have if a I, were to... I must have another different one than you because I have one that I don't use my phone on, and it has apps built into it the same way the um the Roku does. Like I, my my phone's not connected it, to it. Even if it did, I doubt Apple TV has access. Oh, that's true. That, Chromecast is still that, fucking Google. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that Google, was stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, just no, it's just set up the PS5, man. It's worth it. Those honestly, shows are delightful. I, I need a new fucking. T- I need everything in my everything in my house. I need new of. So, like, rather than paying for the Roku, I could just get a new TV and be happy with that, and then be able to play my PS5 with better everything on my TV, even when I'm streaming. I can just play yeah. play off TV. That's true, and honestly, like, honestly, like. You, you're probably not in the position to do it right now, but this weekend there's probably like sales on like the TCLs and stuff like that. Like the, the TVs that are generally more, um, reasonably priced that are still actually pretty good quality. Um, and I know a lot of those, like they have more HDMI. They also do have the Roku built into them. So you'd have kind of the best of both worlds. You'd have your Chromecast for that, but then you'd also have Roku for like, if you want to watch stuff on the Roku channel, like the great American bake off. Yeah, I mean, right now I can't really do much of anything because I have to go get x-rays. And oh, you all right? Probably take up a, I, my ankle's been busted since January. Oh, it never got better? And uh, No, and my health insurance will not cover it until I reach my deductible. Dude, I fucking hate insurance. That's bullshit. What's the point of... What's the point of paying $80 every two weeks or every $80 a paycheck, $90 a paycheck, if you won't cover a test or anything like that? Because the problem is, and my doctor even said it, if I go to a specialist, they're going to want me to get x-rays, but the x-rays are probably going to show nothing because it's most likely a muscle strain issue. So I need to get the x-rays to give to the specialist so that they can say, all right, well, it's not bone, so let's do a muscle, let's do an MRI, which means that's going to be another test I'm going to have to pay full however much for and those things aren't ever cheap and they're not cheap and it's also why i never got a sleep study because it was going to cost me twenty five hundred dollars to get a fucking sleep study holy shit but now they're that point, expensive at at this point if i'd gotten the sleep study i'd only have to pay 20 percent for the x-rays and for the uh for for any mris and testing dude just move to canada <laughs> just I'm, defect from the u.s <laughs> fucking the united states is the I, it's not the worst fucking country in the world, but it's fucking the shittiest fucking country in the world. Yeah, I, like for for a country that has access to everything, um, we are run in just the worst fucking way. Cause fucking yeah. boomer, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. But enough of Richie's bitching. I think that's probably gonna do it for tonight. Yeah, that'll be it. Yep. Um, so two weeks from now, we're gonna watch what movie was that? Gone in 60 seconds. Thank you. Sorry. I already forgot the name of the movie, and I'm, like, staring at my document. I'm like, I don't see it on here anymore. I know I, I know I typed it, though. Um, so, yeah, two weeks we'll watch Gone in 60 seconds. Um, but other than that, if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. 
You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. Rich, what does your streaming schedule look like? Uh, Twitch.tv slash B underscore one for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. At the moment right now, I am still making my way through Star Ocean, the Divine Force. And I'm having a, a decent time with that. Like, I'm enjoying that surprisingly a lot more than I thought I was going to. So we're doing that and jumping around between that and Remnant from the Ashes, because still got to do the DLC, and probably Monster Hunter. So, I mean, just find me on all my socials, see my schedule. I keep forgetting to post it. It happens. Um, but yeah, other than that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you.